Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Happy holiday season, guys. Ooh, aren't you super excited? (laughs) So again, I know I've talked about this before, but here's what's happening. It is the holidays. This week is Thanksgiving week. For those of you guys that aren't in America or don't know about Thanksgiving, it's just a day that we're supposed to be celebrating how grateful we are. It's got a lot of history to it, but basically now what Thanksgiving has become is where Americans all gather with their families and eat large portions of very decadent classic American food and (laughs) watch football, American football, so um, not soccer. (laughs) And it's a good time. My largest audience from one country is America. I have a lot of listeners from the USA. Surprisingly, most of the people that actually work with me are not from the USA. However, those of you guys that aren't American, that don't celebrate Thanksgiving, whatever, this episode will still be helpful for you because it's going to go over how to survive any large family gathering that involves decadent, vast quantities of food. So if you are having trouble with that, if you need someone to help you out with that, then stick around for this episode. It will still be useful to you. But anyway, this is the first holiday series to kick off this season, and what I'm going to do, the next two episodes releasing uh, the following Fridays, those may be about holidays, but they'll also be normal episodes. However, the seven days leading up to Christmas, or whatever you celebrate, this December 25th, that will be the seven days leading up to that. I will be releasing a podcast episode every single day dealing with the questions you guys have about holidays. This episode will be jam-packed and will be the first huge like kickoff podcast episode and it's going to have a lot of content in it on all my tips. But then those episodes, the seven episodes that I'll release leading up to Christmas, um, leading up to December 25th, that will also go into a lot of these concepts and more uh, in much more depth. And here are some of the things that you guys shared with me on Instagram that you'd like to know about the holidays. And I asked you this on uh, Instagram. So for those of you guys that want to be more involved in the podcast, the best place to do that is on Instagram. Um, I do respond to emails. I know a lot of guys reach out to me via email and via Instagram DM, and I try to dedicate at least one day a week to respond to all of those. I'm trying the best I can. I'm only one person, so I will get to your messages eventually, but thank you for all of you guys that have emailed me. So sweet. And But the best place to get in touch with me pretty quickly is Instagram, and just DM me. I'll respond to you as I can, but if you ever have any ideas for the podcast, definitely go there. So here are some of the things that you guys told me you wanted me to talk about on the podcast episode dealing with holidays. And this person said, everything from not having control of mealtimes, meal portions, meal preparations, everything stresses me. Can totally relate to that. Another person said, not being in control of the foods available. So there's like two people being like, okay, the lack of control really bothers people. Not being able to trust myself to not binge and then purge totally a thing. And then COVID-19, that's a big topic, always stressor, which I don't think I've addressed in the podcast yet. And then this person said the amount of holiday food. And I think they just meant the sheer quantity of decadent food that will be around them constantly. That's what I pictured this person meant by that. Yeah. And then this person later preface holiday food, 
for example, Christmas cookies. You only get them once a year, so you decide to have some, but because they're only once a year, people go crazy, and there's five million Christmas cookies at your convenience. So yeah, they just mean the sheer quantity of ridiculously decadent food that's around them constantly. So can totally relate to that. <laughs> and these are just some of the things people told me. Uh, some of these issues I'll address today, but I will also talk about them in upcoming holiday, the upcoming holiday series in further detail and probably have more at that point as well to go through. But this, if you listen to any other episode, this will be a good episode for you guys to have. And I kind of broke it up into three categories, but first I'm going to address food and your beliefs around food. So the first thing I want to say, and I know it's going to be extremely patronizing, but I need to say it is that you can have this food anytime you want. I know that we all go through a lot of preparations with Thanksgiving, at least my family does, with making the extremely luxurious stuffing and the turkey and the uh, five million pies that go along with it, all the Christmas cookies, all of the stuff, all of this food. I know that normally we don't make this stuff all year round, but you can go to the store any time of year and pick up the ingredients you need to make a very decadent Thanksgiving dinner anytime you want. You can have this food anytime you want. You can make pumpkin pie anytime you want with whipped cream. You can make stuffing anytime you want. You can have it because you're an adult. Even if you're under 18, you can still go to the store and make these things. You can do it. However, we don't because societally it's weird to have these fo- these um foods anytime you want. And I think the biggest part is you know that you can literally go to the store and have it anytime you want, but you don't believe that. And what I mean by that is you don't allow yourself to have decadent food ever. You don't allow yourself to be around these types of food. I would do this all the time when I was um, struggling with my eating disorder when I was dieting. I only kept what I knew I could control in my apartment. I didn't keep uh, anything that I thought I would overeat on, whether it be, I wouldn't keep like things like nuts, you know, salted nuts. I would not keep that in the house because I knew it would oversnack on it. Chips, no go. I'd finish the whole bag. There was just no question about it. I wouldn't keep any of those foods around because I didn't trust myself. And I just thought, I, I told myself over and over and over again, if you have it in the house, you will binge. If you're around these foods, you cannot control yourself. And actually, I could control myself always. However, I just kept believing that that was the case. And when those foods came up, it was just too hard to resist because I was starving myself all the time or I was um, just completely uh, desperate to go numb from the constant torture of my life, right? Of my mind. And I was like, I'm never going to get these foods again because I would never allow myself to have them. So I'm like, I might as well just eat now. It's just one day, right? I'm just going to freak out and just have all the food. I'd eat more than most of my relatives uh, because they had no idea what was going on. They had no idea that, of course, I could put away a lot of food because I binge and purge, right? But you can. You can have these foods anytime you want, but you don't ever allow yourself. So something that could be helpful for you is to... This is something I suggest to my clients when I feel like they're ready, but plan to have some decadent food. It's one thing to go into an event and uh, crave that food suddenly when it's put in front of you and then feel out of control and then finally just give into the urge and eat. You feel completely out of control. You feel like you've just proved yourself true that you actually can't be trusted because look what you just did. However, 
it's a whole nother thing to meticulously plan, hey, tomorrow at 4 p.m. in the afternoon, I'm going to go get myself a slice of pumpkin pie. I'm going to have a big slice, and I put some whipped cream on top of it, and I'm going to eat it, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to uh, not watch TV. I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm not going to be distracting myself. I'm just going to sit down, me and the pie, and I'm going to have a bite, put my fork down, think about how it tastes, enjoy the taste, then I'm going to pick my fork up again, and then I'm going to have another bite, and so on. And I even suggest sometimes that my clients write down how they're feeling while they're eating this food, this taboo type of food that they feel like they can't trust themselves around. Because the truth of the matter is, you can trust yourselves around it. And when you plan to have these foods in your daily life, if you plan to have them occasionally, you actually prove to yourself, hey, when I plan to have these things, I can actually have it. And the more and more you incorporate having foods like these in your diet, the more you experience having some decadent food around every once in a while, the less taboo they become. The less crazy they become, the less uh, novelty they have. A lot of times we build up these foods that we have at Thanksgiving or Christmas as oh so good and just the, mo the most amazing tasting things in the world. But when you actually incorporate them in them in your life and you start eating them and you actually sit down instead of just inhaling the food, you might find that some of them aren't really that good. That you actually enjoy different things than you ever thought and sometimes you actually just enjoy a salad with some sweet potatoes. It's crazy. I used to do this with peanut butter a lot. I used to think that I can't be trusted around peanut butter. Peanut butter is the devil. I can't, like, uh, if I have a jar of peanut butter, I will eat it all. There's just no way. Now, I have peanut butter in my house, and when I eat it, sometimes I enjoy it, and sometimes it kind of makes me sick. It's a love-hate relationship with it. I'm kind of like, it's not that good. It's not the best thing in the world to me. It's okay, and it goes with certain dishes, but I don't just crave peanut butter nonstop, and I don't think I feel compelled when I eat peanut butter to just continue eating. Crazy, right? But I believe for years that peanut butter was the holy grail of sinful foods. And I know what you guys are thinking. You're like, that's great, Jacqueline, but Thanksgiving is tomorrow. What do I do? <laughs> like, there's going to be all a bunch of these foods. So it might be helpful for you guys, instead of feeling out of control and being like coming up with this unrealistic plan of... I'm not going to eat any of the foods. I'm just going to have like a like a sliver of pumpkin pie or pecan pie, whatever. And I'm going to have just some of the white turkey meat. And I'm going to have like a little bit of the cranberry, like a teaspoon of the cranberry sauce. That's all I'm going to have. Why don't you come up with a realistic plan of what you're going to eat tomorrow? Come up with, hey, at Thanksgiving dinner, I really enjoy these things. What foods do you think you really enjoy for Thanksgiving? Truly and honestly. Do you really love the pie? Then plan on having the pie. Do you really love the turkey meat? Then plan on having the turkey meat. Plan on having these things. And when you sit down for Thanksgiving dinner, remind yourself, I can have this food. I'm choosing to have this food. I am deciding to eat this food. It is in my control of what I put in my body. This is for you. And then instead of shoveling the food in and eat, inhaling it, Take some bites and put your, put your fork down and talk to the person next to you. Make conversation. Talk with people. Don't just continue eating. If you guys are like me, when I was binging and purging, I would be eating food. I'd have my fork in my hand. I'd pick up a bite, put it in my mouth, and while I was chewing, I would 
use the fork to get another bite, and then as soon as I swallow that bite, then I'd have another bite in my mouth. I don't want you doing that. I want you to actually put your fork down in between bites, take your time, enjoy it, and notice what happens with your brain. Is your brain freaking out? Is your brain like, oh my god, we can't be trusted. This food's so good. Oh my gosh, we have to keep on eating. Lean into those feelings. Don't let them overtake you. Just think, hey, we're just eating food. This is just food. We're going to be okay. If you really want more, you can get more. It's going to be okay. You're not going to die if you don't have three slices, if you don't have three slices of pumpkin pie. Above all else, remind yourself that these are just feelings. The urges to overeat, they're just feelings. They can't force you to do anything. They can never force you to overeat. Okay, so that was a lot in one. That was just like the first bullet point I had. Um, and it kind of went through other things, I guess. So it was more than one bullet point, but that was a lot. Okay, the not having control piece of the food. A lot of people mention this to me. They're like, I don't have control over meal times. I don't have control over what food is there. Nothing. First of all, you do have control. And I know you guys have a lot of objections to that, but you always have control of what you think and you always have control of what you eat. You don't have to eat anything if you don't want to. You don't have to eat the Thanksgiving food. You don't have to eat three slices. You don't have to eat only the bad food. And if there if there's no food selection there, you can always bring your own dish. I do this at family gatherings. I come from um, a small town with a lot of relatives that are quite stereotypically American. They don't necessarily have the best diets, which is fine. Or they, they like to enjoy some very decadent food. It's harder to find a vegetable at family gatherings, at like extended relative family gatherings. So for the past few years, I've been bringing some food. I just bring a big dish of something I like to eat to share with other people. Like uh, for my family dish last year, I brought um, a, a tofu coconut curry dish to share with people. So there's like the classic things my family have. There's like several different types of creamy casseroles. There's tons of uh, meat dishes and there's, um, there's so many bread options and ham roll-ups and all this classic stuff. And then there's and none of it's like, all of it's very American. And then there's coconut curry and rice. But you know what? I had the coconut curry and other people had the coconut curry and they're like, hey, Jacqueline, did you make this? This is great. This tastes really good. I like it. So if you are so concerned about the food options, why don't you bring one dish that you know you'll actually enjoy? I also bring salads to a lot of places. Like a lot of people don't make the salad. I make a really delicious salad with like um, amazing mixed greens and onions and some uh, maybe candied walnuts or something and sweet potatoes or butternut squash and nuts and I make my own dressing and I just bring enough so other people can share it and not like some weirdo that's only eating my food and no one else can have it. I bring it to share and this not only gives you something that you feel comfortable eating and makes you feel like, hey, at this party, wherever I am, I have what I want to eat. I can eat this and I can also enjoy other people's food, but it's sharing with other people what you enjoy. It's a talking point. A lot of people at that Christmas were like, Jacqueline, what is this? This is so non-traditional, but they liked it. They liked it a lot. So I don't know. I don't, I think that if you are complaining, Hey, there's not the food options that I want. Why don't you recreate it? We all are like, Oh, Thanksgiving has to be stuffing turkey and cranberry sauce. No, Thanksgiving can be turkey, some coconut curry, and um, a garden salad if you want it to be. It's not about the food. So try that. 
And if you're under 18, I, I, you know, I coach adults and things like that. But if you're under 18 and you feel like you can't, you don't have control over the food choices, ask your parents if you can make a dish. Ask your parents, like, hey, I want to try having this dish. I think people really like it, and I would really like eating it. I enjoy it, and I also can eat your food, too. Try that. Try to incorporate them in the fun instead of just saying, I'm not going to eat anything. So that could be a really helpful thing for you to try, for those of you younger folks out there listening. But for your adults, for you adults out there, there's no excuse. You're allowed to go buy your own food and bring the food there. Other things about not having control around the mealtimes... If you feel like, hey, we have to eat at 3 p.m., which is normal normal Thanksgiving time for my family. I don't know about you guys, but 3 p.m. is usually when we'd eat. So I would, like, before when I was bulimic, when I was struggling with food, I'd be like, I'm not going to eat all day, and then I'll just eat during that mealtime. That way I'll have enough calories so that I can eat during then. But what I didn't realize is that when I didn't eat all day, I was ravenous, just absolutely ravenous for this food. I was so hungry. I had been so, you know quotation, good all day. And then of course, I binged the moment that we went to Thanksgiving because I was so hungry, made total sense. So instead of trying to compensate for these mealtimes, why not have a healthy breakfast and then have your lunch? And then at 3pm or whenever there's Thanksgiving, don't eat as much. You may find that instead of trying to compensate for constantly not eating or eating large quantities of food, you may find that if you have your regular meals that day, when you go to Thanksgiving, you're actually just not that hungry. You're actually just not in the mood for tons of food, so you'll have an, a, a normal plate of food. We all think because the food's there, we have to eat it. Because the food is there, we have to you know get it now because we're never going to get it again. And we have to eat large quantities of it because we'll make our Aunt Mary feel bad or something. But really, you could just have a little bit of everything if you really care about making people feel, people feel good. But you could just have a little bit and be done. You can even, if they're like, your family members are super offended by you not eating food, you could be like, hey, I'm going to take some leftovers home. I'm not super hungry right now. I'm sorry. I just was so hungry earlier. I wanted to eat, so I didn't overeat now. Not that hungry. And I know to you guys that are struggling with bulimia right now, this all seems too hard to do, what I'm suggesting. What I'm suggesting. But I want to challenge you to actually do it. I want you to challenge you to try to eat before, to actually try to um, create your own dish, to remind yourself that you can have this food at any time, to really journal about these things, to dump all these um, thoughts that aren't helping you out, and remember that you're in control the whole time. You don't have to eat all this food if you don't want to. You can bring your own food if you want to share with others and to have for yourself that's healthy. It's kind of a form of self-love. The last thing that would be very powerful for you guys to do about handling food is to visualize. Visualize how you're going to handle the event. Try to think of all the things that are going to come up for you that are scary, that you don't know if you're going to handle, and think of ways to actually handle it. Think of ways to handle the situation calmly. Visualize what it's going to feel like, the feelings that are come up, the thoughts your brain is going to tell you that are not going to be helpful. Your brain's going to tell you all types of excuses why you should binge and purge. Your brain's like, you deserve it. It's only once a year. You never get this types of food. It's not going to matter. We can start tomorrow. You um, have had been under a lot of stress. You can't control yourself around food anyway. Why not just binge and purge? All those thoughts right there, just excuses, just 
neurological junk that your brain tells you, if you're onto yourself about those things, it'll be much easier to handle it when your brain actually starts telling you those things because you know that they're actually just excuses. They're not logical. They're not true. You always have the choice whether you want to binge and purge or not. It can never force you. So that's all I have to say about food. Well, kind of. Um, <laughs> so the last thing I want to say with regards to food is that the holidays or any large family gathering is not about the food. I, I heard this one time and I was like, this is brilliant. Of course, duh. A lot of times we make all of our family gatherings centered around food. And food is a big part of culture. We bond over it. It helps new, um, it helps uh, give our body nutrients, right? Food is important, don't get me wrong. And it's nice to share family recipes and whatnot. But ultimately, it's just a way to bond. You are there because you loved your family. You want to spend time with people. It's not about the food. It's not about how much you can eat. It's not about who gets so full that they have to unbutton their pants. It's about you spending time with loved ones. And if that's not the case for you, redecide what you want the holidays to be about. For me, it's about spending time with my family I don't get to see all the time. It's about relaxing. It's about spending time with my, my uh, boyfriend and my dog. That's what's very important for me. Uh, my mom has some different priorities with Christmas or with holidays. For her, it's about spending time with family, but it's also about tradition. She really likes all the traditions that make that accompanies holidays. She really enjoys decorating the house, making it a homely thing, lighting the candles, playing the Christmas movies, um, making the house feel cozy and warm, and talking with people, playing games with people. It's about tradition and loved ones for her. For her. So decide what you want the holidays to be about, but it's not about the food. When you think back to the holidays, you maybe remember, oh, grandma's pie, so good. But you also remember, hey, I got to spend all this time laughing with my family, or I got to spend this time enjoying being with people, or I got to spend this time off just relaxing with me and my partner. All those things are much more important than what's on your plate. It's about the experience. Okay, and then the last thing, which isn't necessarily related to bulimia or food, but I think it's something a lot of people struggle with, and it's dealing with family. And if you're anything like me, I'm a socially anxious person. I have a lot of social anxiety. I have a lot of anxiety in general every day. I experience some sort of anxiety, but I experience the most anxiety when I have stuff to do or when I'm about to talk to people. And I don't know exactly why this is. I've been shy from a very long time. Uh, ever since I was a baby, I would avoid talking to people. So it's just something maybe ingrained in my blood, but I learned to overcome it. However, I, am, I completely understand why going to large family gatherings or holidays would be very overwhelming and a lot of work. It's, it's very draining to talk to tons of people that you don't talk to regularly, worried about that social anxiety, making a faux pas, talking to people, or maybe some of your family members you don't really relate to, and they have different opinions, and it's really hard to just kind of sit there and not cause a scene um, and agree or just kind of talk about things, whatever. Or maybe they just don't have the same interest as you. It can be difficult. I understand. And my suggestion to you, you don't have to people please, and you don't have to talk to everyone 24-7. Going to four parties in the span of two days, because a lot of people have different families, so it's like, I got to go to this holiday party, and then this holiday party, and I got to go here, and I got to talk to my family, and I got to send five, or I have to spend ten presents to all my friends that are long distance. You don't have to do anything. 
Think about the things you actually want to do, how you actually want to experience your holidays and do that. Don't fall into, I have to do these things because I have to people please. I have to make sure everyone else is happy. You're the most important person in your life. Make sure that you care about yourself first. If going to four parties in two days is exhausting for you and it's not what you want to do, then don't do it. Make other plans. Do a Skype type of, or do a Zoom family Christmas. You don't have to be constantly people-pleasing. And then it's okay to disappoint people. It's okay to not meet everyone's expectations. It's okay to not make everyone happy. This has been a huge difference in my life as has been realizing that Again, I'm the most important person in my life, and if I don't take care of myself and I'm living for everyone else and not me, then my life is miserable. My my immediate family, I'm not going to go home for Thanksgiving. We've already talked about that. I'm staying in Miami for Thanksgiving, but I'm going to come home for Christmas. But that wasn't necessarily an easy conversation to have. However, it's okay, because at the end of the day, I need to take care of myself. I can't be there for every single holiday, or I'm choosing not to. And that's all right. And they know that I love them and they love me. Okay. And then with family and food, what you eat is no no one's business. You don't have to explain what you eat to people. You don't have to explain the quantity that you're eating, the types of foods you're eating. Um, What you eat is no one's business and what other people eat is none of your business. People get to eat whatever they want to eat because they're adults, they're humans, they make their own decisions. But we get so worried about what people think of us. And a lot of people in family gatherings like this, they get upset if you don't have their food. It's really weird. They're like, why haven't you tried this? Especially my beloved grandma. I love her. Love her to death. But she's always like, have you tried this cookie? Have you had this? You have to have this. Are you not going to have it? Why? Why aren't you going to have it? And they guilt trip you. And it's like, well, it's because I don't want to. I don't like it. I'm choosing not to. I'm full. My body just doesn't feel like it. I don't want to, and that should be enough of a reason not to have it. You're going to disappoint people, you're going to make people upset, but when people are upset about you not eating something, or you eating too much of something, it's more about them than it is about you. I tend to notice the people that comment on food that other people are eating, it's because they feel self-conscious, or they feel like you should be eating it. I used to do this with alcohol a lot. I would want to drink some alcohol, and then I would say to my boyfriend, do you want to drink some alcohol? And he would say no. And then I would be like, oh, I guess I won't drink anything. When really, I could have just had some wine and he not have any and it'd be totally fine. But because I felt bad for wanting to drink, I wanted him to drink with me. Now, if I do want some wine, I just have a glass of wine and that's that. And uh, he does his own, like we just chill out together and I've had a glass of wine and I don't feel guilty about it. But a lot of people, when they push food on you, it's because they feel bad or they're trying to control you in some way. It is none of their business. And you're going through your own recovery. Maybe some of you guys are underweight and you're trying to eat food or you're trying to push yourself out of your comfort zone. It's still none of their business to push food on you. It's not appropriate. It's not helpful. It's only going to make things worse for you. You're going through your own crap right now and you can tell them that. Be like, hey, I am trying. I'm going through things, but right now I don't want to eat that and that's just going to have to be what it's going to have to be. It's none of their business what you weigh. It's none of their business what you do in your life. And you're going to have to be okay with this these holidays, disappointing some people and not meeting everyone's expectations. Meet your own expectations. Remember what I talked about with the clients, you know, they hold themselves to these arbitrary standards that they think everyone else wants them to hold them to, when really, 
you get to decide what you want to do. Other people shouldn't control your lives or what you eat. Okay. I hope that this episode was helpful for all of you guys. I know that Thanksgiving is, like, the whole, like... (laughs) The worst nightmare for a lot of people when it comes to binge fest. But I want to let you know you're not alone and that you can handle it. Spend some time visualizing. Spend some time thinking about what urges are going to come up for you. Spend some time thinking about how you're going to take care of yourself that day with food and without food. How are you going to spend time relaxing? How are you going to take care of your mind during this holiday? How are you not going to get swept away with all of your family's expectations? How are you going to do your own thing? And what dish are you going to make for your family? I think I'm going to make this year. Um, Let's see. I really want to make some more. I like coconut curry a lot, but I maybe will make some sort of uh, uh, chana masala dish. I really love that dish as well. I like Indian food a lot, but... um, I'll probably make a chickpea chana masala and rice and see what my family's reaction is. I'm sure they'll they'll find it interesting. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Or for those of you guys that aren't in America, just happy day. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, stay well. Um, thank you for listening. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Hey, if you like this episode, you have to come check out the Binge Breakers Recovery Course. If you're trying to recover from bulimia and you're sick of doing it alone and you feel like you've tried a lot of traditional therapies and it's not working with you, come join the course. Go to bingebreakers.com slash recovery dash course.